0: Okay, we are recording. Welcome back, Louise. Thank you for having me, Emma. So what are you going to talk to us about? It might be a bit obvious. But...
1: Do you know what? I might talk to you about Yule. Yeah. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> it's one of those times when everybody is so excited, isn't it? And I, I imagine that for the majority of pagans, they're going to do something relatively small for Yule and then... the huge family thing for for christmas on the 25th things run very differently in the uh, wiccan lady household because we don't celebrate christmas in this house anymore i used to when matthew was little and obviously we fostered for a long long time so we used to celebrate christmas then because it was fair on the kids but since everybody has flown the nest and it's just joe and i we literally just celebrate yule and This year we're doing it a little bit differently because we'll be laid on a very nice warm beach with a cocktail, hopefully, in our hands.
0: Oh, you lucky bugger.
1: I know, I can't wait. So, yeah, we're going to be celebrating abroad this year for Yule. And we're actually flying back into the UK on Christmas Day. People keep saying, that's so bizarre. But to me, it isn't. It's just another day. The only thing that's changed is normally I do my tax returns on Christmas Day. So I've had to get (laughs) them done early, which wasn't ideal. It was stressful. Christmas is very much for kids, though, isn't it? I mean, we do the same. with Yule's for me and Christmas is for the kids. In reality most of the traditions of Christmas came from Yule anyway and for me one of the biggest differences is the gifts that people give at Yule. So at Christmas people do get themselves into debt or they save all year to try and buy all those things that their family members want, whether that's kids or their partner or whoever, and they tend to be quite expensive things. So, you know, the usual Xboxes, other gaming devices are available, people. Um, (laughs) Capitalism! Exactly. Um, You know, the latest mobile phone, all the latest clothes and stuff like that, people tend to want and parents or whoever it is feel obliged to make sure that those people get those things that they want. At Yule, the gifts are very, very different. So they tend to be more homemade things or baking or bunches of dried herbs, little bags of crystals. People who are really celebrating following the ancient path of Yule probably don't spend that much money. But the thought and the love and care that has gone into those gifts means far more. Made with magic. Exactly that is it so um just in case you were wondering Swales yes you will be getting a yule gift from me and it has been handmade with lots oh. of love and lots of magic
0: love um, it love it
1: <laughs> for me it's not my most favorite sabbat but i do love the fact that sometimes we have a bit of snow on the ground and It's really cold outside and it might be frosty, but inside you've got the radiator on or the fire's roaring up the chimney. Everything on the TV is all a load of rubbish and they're things that we've seen 40 times previously. It's the same (laughs) programmes every every, uh, Christmas season. Wizard of Oz. Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> sound sound of music at, at new year but generally most of the people in the household will have time off at the same time so it really is about being together with, with family yeah it's interesting that that christmas took on so many of the traditions of yule and that they're so close together so most people will celebrate yule from the 21st to the 22nd or the 23rd of december and then obviously People are celebrating Christmas from the 24th, generally, till about the 2nd of January. It's a long yeah. time, isn't it? The Christmas period. Goes on a while, it does. Well, I think people just celebrate it for the entire time that the schools are closed and the
0: kids are at home. It's so, actually uh, Flossie's birthday on the, on Yule, on the 21st. Excellent. You yeah. so were born 21st, which I just love, yeah. like my, my witchling has a oh. Sabbath birthday. That is brilliant we
1: call it yule some people call it the winter solstice it's the exact same thing and originally what people were celebrating was the fact that it was the shortest day of the year which meant it was the longest night so we're looking at the return of the sun coming back in only pagan times that was really important because everything went to sleep during winter And we were waiting for those warmer mornings, the sun coming out and shining beautifully to start awakening everything for the following year. So that might have been animals that had gone into hibernation or our own plants, the herbs we were using, whether that be within magical remedies or just within our own um, cooking that we were doing at home. It really was allowing everything to come out of incubation. So it was really, really important. uh, And that's why people all got together in big village and community events to celebrate the solstice. There was lots and lots of ways they could do that. One of them was putting up the Yule tree. So the Yule tree then used to be considered to be the world tree uh, or the tree of life, whatever you want to call it. Um, So that was what it represented. And people would decorate it with gifts of what they were hoping the gods and goddesses would bring to them the following year. You can tell why gifts were very different at Yule, because it had been pretty hard to pin a Porsche to the side of your Yule tree, <laughs> you know, or a, a new laptop or whatever. It was much easier to to hang a little spell candle or to hang a, a little charm bag that was filled with health herbs and, and stuff like that. And that's why we decorate Christmas trees today, right? Exactly. Because that of. is why we do it. The other interesting thing was that now, of course, we put little glittery sparkly lights on our Christmas tree but originally people used to tie candles to them because that was all they had and it was a means of lighting the house as well. Nowadays we tend not to use candles because it sort of burns people's properties down. and A um... bit, bit dodgy that, bit dodgy. Exactly, so I am not by any means saying people should start sticking candles on their tree, please do not do that unless you really know what you're doing. So that was the Yule tree and then the real biggie was the Yule log. So I still make a Yule log every year and that goes on my dining table as part of our Yule meal celebration. And then after we've eaten, we go outside and we put it on the on the fire pit in the garden. We have a little ceremony, do a little ritual um, and we allow that to burn. But again, things were very, very different hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Because the Yule log was actually an entire branch of a tree. So, everybody had a fireplace, an open fire in their home, was their only means of heating. So, they would haul this entire branch into the house at Yule, stick one end onto the fire, and get it burning. And the idea was that you had to keep it burning continually. So, each day they'd move the log a little bit further into the fire as it burnt away. And that was not only about bringing really good luck into your home, but it was also about really doing your bit to welcome the sun back after the solstice. And obviously it generated lots of heat as well. So it kept your house warm in what was the coldest time of the year. Because then seasons really were seasons. But now, of course, it was probably going to be colder in spring than it is in winter. But then they really really needed that. You can imagine nowadays if if somebody hauled in the entire side of a tree people would probably look at them strangely and again that would set your house on fire no doubt
0: a bit of a trip
1: hazard as well <laughs> it certainly would be yeah <laughs> and not ideal if you've got little toddlers around the house yeah they they tended not to be decorated if they were using a whole branch sometimes people would chop a little section off and they would decorate that and it would be very natural things from outside so holly mistletoe different berries that were growing on the trees it would be decorated with anything that was abundant at that time of year and they would usually melt the end of a couple of candles and stick those onto the top of the log as well if you're going to make a yule log nowadays for 90% of the country that's probably going to include flour and eggs (laughs) and cocoa powder (laughs) and a bit of of fondant on the top and certainly if you're buying you you'll log from the supermarket that's what it's going to look like so i like to stick to the original one which is my my little piece of wood that i've gathered generally go out sometimes as early as in the summer Um, and find a piece of wood that looks like it's going to be suitable. Occasionally, Mr. Wiccan Lady has to sort of chop bits off it with his saw so that it stands up nice and straight. But if you want to make one, we're not not long off Yule now, so if you want to make one and you don't have time to go foraging and allow that wood to dry out, then a really good thing to use is the logs that you get in the bags of logs for, for fires. So they sell them in petrol stations and supermarkets and stuff so you can use one of those and generally they're sort of cut into a decent shape anyway and then just decorate it with whatever you can
0: find a fab 21st witch tip that is 21st century witch tip yeah and do you know what if you've got kids kids absolutely
1: love it don't they you know if you can get them out for an hour or so in the fresh air when it's been a bit frosty go looking for some holly and some berries and different bits and pieces you're teaching them about foraging these are really beautiful red berries but we're not going to put them in our mouth are we because we don't know exactly what they are and they might make you have a poorly tummy or whatever and then you bring them back they've gone and found them and then they're going to help decorate this beautiful log that is then going to sit on your table during yule and even on christmas day if you want it to it doesn't have to be burnt I normally put two or three candles on mine. So again, Mr. Wiccan Lady, I get him to drill a couple of holes in it just so that they're really nice and secure when I put the candles in. And I love it. I just, I find it a really great yuletide craft to do. And I'll usually have a little glass of... Glue vine or heated up mead or something, and my, my mince pie, and I'll have some music playing in the background. And I, I do that, and it just really sets me up for the the mood of Yule. Oh, have you done one I'll, this year? i love it. I haven't actually. I, I do. I'm going to say, of, yeah. I have my piece of wood, but I haven't decorated it yet going to take it on holiday probably not because it's a little <laughs> bit on the large side to go in my suitcase i've only got 20 kilos you know
0: Go through <laughs> customs like what is this why, why have you got a yeah, log
1: in? exactly And why has it got berries on it that you're trying to bring into a country that doesn't grow those berries
0: well don't um you. <laughs> yeah no it'd probably get confiscated
1: and I, won- um,
0: I wonder how it went from wood to chocolate like how did that happen some day somebody went, you know what, I'd be really good if we created this log into a cake and then ate it? I don't know who thought of it, but I mean talk
1: about commercialism at its best, you know. <laughs> I don't suppose there are many houses around the country that do not invest in a chocolate Yule log as part part of their Christmas celebrations. You know, and they most of those people will not consider that it actually is a tradition of paganism. I suppose the same as when the the kids are putting the tinsel and their bauble on the Christmas tree, then probably not sat thinking, "Whoa, this is really pagan, isn't it? That's history for you, isn't it? So yeah, it's um, things have changed a lot, but not changed at all, I think it's safe to say. It's just how we're how we're educated about these things is very different. History has changed along the years when we go to school. I, I was taught a lot about Christmas when I was at school, um, especially in religious education. But at no point was I ever told that actually all these things had been taken from pagan history. You know, so it's a shame. But mm, yeah. what can we do about it other than things like your beautiful podcast where we can get it out? Nah. There.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so,
1: and do you know what? I've got to tell people about one of my favourite songs. I know I mentioned this to you, Swales, earlier. So if you have not heard a song called The Christians and the Pagans by Dar Williams, you need to play it. It is an absolutely fabulous song and I just love it because at one point you can really visualise the Christians sat around the table cringing and feeling very uncomfortable. When the little boy, the little Christian boy is talking to his auntie who's a pagan and says something along the lines of, is it true what mum says that you're a witch or something like that? And the mum jumps up from the table and runs into the kitchen because she says the pies are burning. And the auntie who's the pagan replies to the little boy and says, yes, it's true. I'm a witch, but we all believe in gods or something like that. And she said... Isn't it fabulous that um, history has come on so much? Now the only things that are burning round the table are the pies. Oh, my so, God. so, yeah, if, you, if you've never heard it, listen to it. It's a really, really good song.
0: If I was rich and famous, this would be the bit where I give you a little soundbite of it. But uh. <laughs> I'll get sued. So I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Go find it. Is it on YouTube? Is it?
1: Yeah, it's on YouTube. I think it's probably on Spotify as well. It's It's been around quite a while, so you can probably find it on most modern streaming things that do music. I think I've heard it on or played it on Amazon Music as well. So that that's your job for after this is finished. Swale. Call to action. That's your call yeah. of action,
0: listeners. I always like to give them a call to action every episode. Yeah
1: that's it christians and the pagans by dar williams that's what you need to do you'll enjoy (laughs) it and if you don't obviously complain to wales don't complain to me i'm far too busy (laughs) (laughs) thanks so yeah what are you doing then i suppose yule's going to be full on if we've got little birthdays as well
0: yeah i don't really get much done on the 21st because it's all about Flossie and her birthday and we get all presents out and do all the oh my god look at this look at that i think paul's gonna get her a guitar so it's gonna be loud good and i tend to do something in the evening i like the idea of having a fire but yeah. i never do because i don't like being cold and i'm always cold so i'm not very good at being an outdoor witch in the winter I'll probably just have a lighter a candle, maybe give it a bit of anointing, and look something up on the internet to do right quick. I'll post some stuff for you that you can do.
1: Yeah, I'll post some stuff on the internet for you. Some simple little family rituals and stuff. So, yeah, I am doing my group Yule ritual on the 17th because we are fleeing the country for warmer climes on the 18th. The Yule ritual will be a bit early this year for people that are coming to my house. And then I will do my own little thing on the 21st. So I'll take a little mini altar with me. I'll have to, I'll have to.
0: Oh no, it keeps freezing.
1: No. (laughs) Carry on. You know what you're doing, don't you? (laughs) Kind kind of. (laughs) Yes. So I'm going to take a little mini altar with me when we go abroad. And I will have to consider what goes into my mini altar very carefully as Mr. Wiccan lady told me that he had been looking at where we were going and something that he'd seen was it is still illegal to try and convert people to your religion in this country. doesn't specify what particular religions, just any religion. So I thought, hmm, maybe won't be able to take any of my very obvious pagan tops then. Don't want them to think they're being converted. Oh, my God. So I might have to be a little bit careful about what I put in my mini altar box as well. But I'll take some stuff with me and then Joe and I will have a little celebration while we're there. Raise a glass to the uh, sun coming back or ah, two or three. Or seven or ten. or <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the, uh, there's lots going on. I'm, I decided to put on a little Yule craft event for people and it sold out in about 10 minutes so the weekend before the Sunday I, I was doing it and that sold out so I put another one on for the Saturday and that sold out so it'll be feeling very Yule-ish in my house in December having lots of people all making door wreaths and all sorts of stuff oh nice yule tea and so yeah it'll be it'll be great eulish very Yuleish. So, yeah, it's, a, it's exciting, isn't it? It's a nice time of year. So what what are you hoping to um, get from uh, the gods and goddesses under your Yule tree
0: then, Swales? Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. i had time to think of it. I would quite like a new crystal grid, a posh one from Etsy made out of slate. I've got a crystal grid at the moment, but I tend to carry it around to appointments, you know, for the Reiki. So I can't set it up at home anymore because I'll set it up at home and then I'll have to dismantle it and take it with me. So that'd be nice to have a home one and a work one. Well, obviously, make sure that your
1: other half listens to your podcast. <laughs> You're right. Not interested in that.
0: <laughs> oh, what else have you got anymore? Yule facts.
1: Yule is actually one of the minor sabbats. You know, we we have four major and four minor and it is one of the minor sabbats, but it was still very important. So a lot of the things that people used to celebrate at Lyther, the summer solstice, they would also celebrate at the winter solstice, but just in reverse because they were the two opposites to each other on the wheel of the year. So family time, that hasn't really changed. Most families still come together, if even if they're, they're celebrating Christmas rather than Yule. It was really a time to consider what it was that we wanted what our intentions were for the following year as well so people would on those colder darker nights spend more time really thinking about what it was that they wanted to manifest for themselves, those little ideas that they needed to put into fruition and start incubating for the following year. And they'd be totally different than the sort of things that we try and manifest for ourselves now. So you might have had the odd person trying to manifest a better job, but for a lot of people it might have been that they could manifest better health for themselves or their family, that all of their children survived the following year. You know, nowadays, we, we tend not to have to worry about those sorts of things because if somebody gets ill, we go to the doctors and hopefully the doctor resolves the issue for us fairly quickly. So there was particular colours and particular plants, for instance, that they would keep a lookout for, for decorating the home. That, again, really hasn't changed through Christianity and you will becoming more focused on Christmas. Because the colours were greens and reds, whites, silvers, golds, and that's basically all the same colours that we use now. Although I did see a very random neon pink Christmas tree in a shop the other day with huge neon pink fluffy baubles that had loads of feathers hanging off them. And I just thought, who has this in their house? Barbie. (laughs) Well, possibly, yeah. I mean, gosh, apologies to any of your listeners who may be thinking, actually, I have that exact tree in my living room right now. It was garish, that's all I can say. (laughs) Clementine would love it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kids would love it. Not for me, but yeah, I mean, it's evergreen, isn't it? Because at the time of the year, there's nothing else growing apart from evergreens. So that's where you get all your hollies and your ferns and stuff.
1: So yeah, that was a bit bizarre seeing that. But yeah, (laughs) other than that, generally the colours have remained the same over all the years. The actual herbs and plants, again, aren't really different because it's what will grow in those colder temperatures or survive under snow. So your hollies and your mistletoe and your ivy and, and those sorts of things. You can actually hang bunches of those in your home And that in itself is like a little spell because we've got ivy, which is for longevity. Pine, which smells gorgeous once it warms up in your home. I love pine. It's one of my favourite smells. Pine is really good for healing and purifying your space. And then mistletoe, brilliant for banishing negativity from your home. Often when big families get together around Christmas, there is negativity at some point during that gathering, (laughs) Um, you know, having some mistletoe, nutmeg as well. So little nutmegs dotted about, which is really great for prosperity and good luck. So all those sort of things you could incorporate into a wreath even to hang in your home or to stick on your front door. But you're right, it's basically it's all those evergreens because everything else is having its little sleep for the year, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that's why it's a a slow celebration. It's about relaxing and recharging after the year and giving thanks for the harvest you've hopefully had, seeing the year out. Yeah. It's yeah, it is very
1: much about family time and allowing yourself i suppose to recuperate because you're you're hopefully doing less in more ancient times a lot of people that were working in the villages would be working on on the local farm because the days were very short it meant the work hours were far less so they went to work a bit later came home earlier so there was more time to be at home Really thinking about all those things that you wanted to put into fruition. I mentioned the Yule log, didn't I, earlier? And very remiss of me forgot to say that traditionally it should be made out of oak, but nowadays it's whatever you can find. Obviously, we do not want people going around woodlands chopping big chunks out of oak trees. So, whatever you can find that is already fallen will be perfect, but traditionally, it it was oak in England anyway obviously depending where you live in the world the the tree would have been would have been different.
0: Is that because of you know the battle between the oak king and the holly king? Exactly. Is that why? It is. Not just the pretty face.
1: That is exactly why yeah so the idea was that the oak king and the holly king have a a little duel they have a little fight because they both want to to win so they can have the hand of the goddess who is very obviously the most beautiful thing that they've ever seen in their lives and and so they have this little fight at the winter solstice and it's about conquering isn't it and unfortunately one of them has to die because only one person can win a jewel, And um, that's all very sad when you look at it on paper. But in reality, he isn't dying at all. He's going to the underworld. And that isn't about death, like lots of people think. You know, there are a lot of negative connotations about the phrase, the underworld, but it's actually an education. So it's about learning new things to bring back with you when you have your your rebirth on this side of the veil. You go away somewhat intelligent and you're reborn far more intelligent because of all these wonderful things that you've learned. I've just had a very similar conversation with some of my students. We've been talking about connecting with different gods and goddesses and some of them obviously had in their meditations had underworld gods and goddesses come through to them and were basically saying to me is there any chance we can redo the meditation we do not want to be working with these people so it's about trying to explain that actually there's nothing negative about the underworld as far as I'm concerned it's the most amazing of the of the worlds so we've got this world that we're in now we've got the upper world and the underworld and through teachings from church or place you know sunday school or from religious education in school we're taught that going up is about heaven and where good people go and going down is about the devil and where bad people go and actually that isn't true at all it's something people need to look into anyway investigate it don't just write it off because it is a it's a beautiful place and it's also where we can commune with our ancestors and um, so it's not just about gods and goddesses a
0: magpie just scared me to death. It sat on my windowsill and it just tapped <laughs> the window, and I went, "Oh!" <laughs> <laughs> I quite like the light and darkness element of wicker and paganism, and how it's balanced. I love balance. You need one mm. way out the other, don't you? Can't have one way out the other.
1: That is exactly it. You know, I mean, lots of people say they don't like winter because they don't like the cold, and you know, or they're frightened to go out if it's frosty in case they slip and they hurt themselves. And I get that. I understand it. You know, I don't want to be out if it's minus six outside and there's snow on the ground, other than to make snowballs and throw them at people, obviously, (laughs) um, while wearing a mask so that nobody knows it was me. Um, (laughs) But we have to have winter to balance out summer, you know, and some things really thrive in the cold months and other things do hibernate in the cold months. But we, we do need that balance. It's the same as with everything. If you only had sunshine and you had no rain, the animals wouldn't be able to drink. Crops wouldn't grow.
0: Yeah, and and not would ex- grow,
1: would it? Like no. A desert. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's the one good thing about living in the UK, isn't it? We get plenty of rain. So everything's growing or drowning. <laughs>
0: drowning.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I used to be that person that hated winter. I do suffer a lot from the SAD thing that you get through, lack of vitamin D. But now I'm more healthier, mental health-wise, I actually, I'm enjoying this winter, which is probably the first time ever, which Mm. I think says quite a lot in terms of where I am. Yeah, so don't fear the darkness. That's where the seeds grow.
1: Exactly. I mean, I do know that lots of people do suffer from SADs. You can take vitamin D tablets. And that will help. And if you have it really bad and you do go into a very low place over the dark months, you can buy special light bulbs to put into lamps and stuff that just shine on you while you're sat in in your house with your curtains drawn. And that really helps because I do know somebody that uses one. But there's no getting away from the fact that that is a thing. So, yeah, you do need to make sure that if you do feel Gloomy and not in a great place in the winter months, that you try and spend as much time as you can outside so you are getting that natural light. And the best way to do that is to go foraging for the things for your Yule log or your door. So, yeah, get yourself outside, you know, just get wrapped up really warm, take your little thermal mug out with you, with your whatever you're going to drink in it, hot toddy, what not if you're going (laughs) to drive afterwards, but. Get yourself a nice hot drink and get yourself wrapped up. Get out there and just let what
0: little bit of sun there is penetrate your skin. Amazing. Well, thank you very much for joining me on this your special. When it airs, you're going to be on holiday, you lucky witch. Oh, my God. I know. In the sun. I know. Thank you to Louise for being my guest on this bonus Yule episode to see out the year of 2023 with. I hope you've enjoyed it and I just wanted to say thank you really for being with me on this journey of beginning a podcast at the beginning of the year and just to acknowledge how I've grown and how I've improved and how I've changed and naturally evolved throughout the process. Since starting at the beginning of March, it's been an absolutely wild ride and I've learned so much, so much. And also connected with so many fabulous witches and guests and people who've helped me and supported me throughout the year. It's been amazing. I am planning to take a couple of weeks off now, try and relax and not obsess with podcasting because I do love it. You know I love it. And I am so thankful for you giving me your time, giving me your reviews and your ratings. Being on this journey with me It means a lot and you're the other reason I do it is so people can listen to me and learn something new and enjoy the witchy life in the 21st century. There is one more th- episode <laughs> coming this year and I hope you like it. And it's kind of like a gift episode on Christmas Day or Boxing Day, hopefully, as a thank you for being with me. Ooh, what could it be though? What could it be? But yeah, I'm going to drop you a bonus bonus top secret episode. So look forward to that. And all that's left is for me to wish you Merry Christmas, a blessed Yule, a happy new year. And may your 2024 be full of fabulous opportunities and love and growth and happiness. Until next year, witches and beautiful souls. Take care of each other, take care of yourself and stay magical.